Welcome to Swings Day Update. My name's Tyler Boyer. I'm here with Austin Smith. And this is episode number one of Swings Day Update. Welcome, we're, everybody. We made it. Hope you enjoy your time with us. Uh, you know, we're, we've, this has been a long time coming, hasn't it, Austin? It has been quite a while. Uh, we've been talking about this, and we just kind of want to just revisit why we're doing this. Uh, Swing State Update, a project of Turning Point Action, is really, I don't look at it as a podcast. Everybody has a podcast, whatever that is. This is truly an update, meant to be an update of what's going on on the ground, boots on the ground, the largest activist team in America at Turning Point Action, talking about what's happening in, this, in the places that matter most. And I say all the time, Arizona deserves its own news network. Uh, we are focused on Arizona, which we know, Austin and I, multi-generational Arizonans know better than I think anybody on the right. east side and the west side. He's west side, I'm east side. Uh, but in addition to that, Wisconsin, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Nevada, Michigan, we've got you covered. And so if you want to know what's going on, you want to hear the scuttlebutt, the background, the behind the scenes, the, the whispers of what's happening You've got to join us here at Swing State Update every week, every Friday. We drop the podcast. You can go anywhere you get your podcast or on Rumble, follow Turning Point Action, or on YouTube as well. And one of the reasons why we're doing this, and, and this has been, like Tyler mentioned, a long time coming and in the works, is because there's not a lot of spaces or places to go to where you can get reliable information about what's happening in these swing states. So we've got a full-time staff at Turning Point Action based in these states. Tyler's on the Republican National Committee. I serve in the Arizona legislature. We have friends and conservative allies from across the state that will join us You know, every other episode or so to talk about some of these issues in Georgia and Wisconsin, people that are grassroots activists who know their state better than some consultant or Fox News contributor in Washington, D.C. That's all about the grassroots and the people that actually make the conservative movement work. That's what this um, information is all about. Well, and I want to frame this up for you, too. In Wisconsin, for example, Brett Galashevsky, who's here at our headquarters right now, is the first vice chair of the Milwaukee GOP. Brandon, who is our, our, Mally, yep. who is our representative down in Dane County, uh, where... U-Dub Madison is. He is the chairman of Dane County, works for us. So we, we have a little bit, we know a little bit about what's happening down there. So let's get right to it. Let's start with first, today's first topic, which is our good friend, Blake Masters. So news that just came right out of the gate yesterday, yesterday two days ago. Uh, I think two days ago is really when it started, is Blake Masters plans to enter the Senate race here in Arizona. Which is really unique because we're we're pretty tight with Blake. We talked to Blake quite a bit. We endorsed him last cycle. Spent a lot of time with Blake, um, and you know he's been saying for a long time, "I'm not going to get in the race. I'm not going to get in the race." Especially if Carrie Lake is thinking about getting in the race. And so I want to frame this up for everybody that's listening. Here in Arizona, we have a really unique situation because Kirsten Cinema converted to independent. She still votes like a Democrat, like a progressive. still caucuses with the Democrats. Still caucuses and hangs out with the Democrats, but she's running as an independent. Uh, A a man who is in Congress uh, by the name of... Ruben. Ruben Gallego has entered the race for the Democrats, and so this sets up a prime situation for Republicans to take this seat. So you've got Mark Lamb, Sheriff Mark Lamb, who... Pinal you know, County Sheriff Mark Lamb. That's not. That's just south of Maricopa County. Those of you not from from Arizona, it's it's like one of the most least populated counties in Arizona. But he's pretty well known across the state. Well, yeah, it's a, a very it's a rural county that has some suburbs in it now, yeah. 
And but he uh, he uh, was on Live PD. A lot of people recognize him from Live PD because Live PD used to go out to right. uh, Pinal County as one of their to their targets before they got canceled uh, by the left. And uh, and then you have uh, so he's entered the race. And by the way, he's my second cousin. I think once right. removed, he's my dad's second cousin. I think that's how it works. Um, he uh, he's a uh, a good dude, but he's in the race. Uh, second person that we know is going to be everybody else has dropped out, has said that they're not running. Second person though is Carrie Lake, who Carrie's been teasing running for a long time, has said that I think publicly. This has been public, so I'm not breaking any information here. But just for your information, she's thinking about running and announcing in October, and uh, that's been her plan I right. think all along, and and she's been very kind of open about that. And, and then so Blake was kind of like, if Carrie's running, I'm not going to run. And, uh, you know, that's what that, at least that's what he's told me. And so and that's what he's told a lot of people, as I understand it. And so we had been talking with Blake. It's like, man, Blake is awesome. We love Blake. He's a good dude. He uh, he should have won. I think this is 1992. He probably yeah, would have won easily. here in Arizona. Uh, Mark Kelly employed. We, we know close to a thousand ballot chasers who collected probably close to 300,000 votes, mm-hmm. which that's the difference between Mark Kelly and Blake Masters becoming right. a U.S. Senator. So, uh, there's so about 120,000 vote difference, too. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, he would. That's all ballot chasing. I, that's all ballot chasing. I mean, I, straight up, I'm telling you right now, we'll talk more about this throughout the podcast, throughout the updates. Ballot chasing, ballot chasing, ballot chasing. Yep. The reason why we have Democrats getting elected so tightly in these states is because of ballot chasing exclusively. Yep. And we can break down the numbers for that. But anyways, back to Blake. Blake Masters has, is now talking about running, or at least that's it's being leaked from, it looks like, advisors and consultants. Mm-hmm. And he had talked about for some time with us about running for Congress. Yeah. So this is this is behind-the-scenes info. So in Arizona, we have an, a wonderful congressman. He's a hundred percenter on the Turning Point Action Scorecard. You can visit that tpaction.com/scorecard. That's Paul Gosar. Yep, my congressman, Paul Gosar, been my congressman for the last since 2012. Yeah, been my congressman. So his Good conservative. His, so awesome. Where does Congressman Gosar's district cover? So his district now, every ten years, you the states are responsible for drawing a new district. So this district that Congressman Gosar now represents, the Mora I'm at, is all of Mojave County. That's Western Arizona, La Paz County, everything along the Colorado River down to Yuma and then over to Western Maricopa County. So it's like the fifth most conservative district in the country and the most conservative congressional district in Arizona. So it's deep red. So his district right now stretches all the way from Mojave Nevada border, yeah, all the way down to California. Did you ever watch that Sasha Baron Cohen yes. skit yes. where they went and told they're, they're going to build a mosque, <laughs> they went, and they went to Mojave County? For they that. went to Mojave <laughs> County. They said they're going. They teased them and said they were going to build a mosque. I, it's I, like we should the this world's clip. largest mosque, funded by the Clinton Foundation <laughs> and the Saudi government, and, and they, the people of Mojave County lost bur- their mind. They're they like, bur- get the hell out of here, dude. They get almost, out of here. They almost, <laughs> they almost killed Sasha Baron Cohen. It's, so it's very conservative. So it starts from there and goes all the way to where. Austin is state representative, in which is Western, Western Maricopa County. It's like the last bastion of rural Maricopa County where I represent the legislature. And then it goes all the way to like northern Yuma 
and the California border. So it's it's really big. It's, it's the second largest district. district in the state, but it's super red. It's like R plus 50, I think. So it's like <laughs> super conservative. They're not voting for a Democrat in Mojave County, I promise you. And, They're not ever going to get one unless they steal it. <laughs> and, uh, and Austin's a state representative in the most suburban part of that district. Right. Probably. Would you e argue that? E easily, yeah, easily. It's part of the most suburban area. Surprise and Goodyear north of the I-10, which is also still the, Gosar's district. Yeah. There's a city called Surprise. Yeah. Because they were surprised they could actually put people out, out far there. out there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and before they brought the <laughs> CAP out that way, they didn't think anybody was going to live out there. Surprise, you, you actually you can survive. Uh, so Blake, originally, why are we talking about Gosar? Because we had talked with Blake about he potentially was going to run for Congress because Congressman Gosar, it's expected, it's anticipated he's going to retire next year. Yeah. Next session. Yeah, after next election. Mm -hmm. So yeah, maybe, this would be his last election. So 2026. About, yeah would be a new congressman and that's a plus 50 republican district it's primary winner take all so whoever wins the primary will be the next congressman. so if you district. get if you get a killer in there like blake yeah. blake's a killer he's awesome he's he's a good dude that person you know could do whatever they want right they could, they could be the most important most aggressive member of congress that we have that's right and so that's part of the reason why i think it was of interest was like hey let's do that you know, with now with this whole thing with Blake wanting to get into the race, I, I think, I don't know, what do you think, Austin? Do you, I think that's off the table almost a little well, bit. It, it is, I mean, for Congress. So just give you, like we were talking about. Because if he wins, if he wins, yeah. which I think is really tough, and we'll talk about the reasons why. If he wins, then he's, he wins. But if he loses the primary or the general, right? It's really hard to run for office again after you've already, if you lose twice. It's, it's pretty much impossible. Yeah, nobody's going to flip on you. The donors don't donate to you. People don't want to volunteer for you. So it, it was definitely out of left field for Blake to jump into this race. Obviously, you know, after like he in the primary in last cycle here, he I mean, he he was endorsed by President Trump and he swept Arizona. He won every single county, I think, except um, Gila County. So he won every county in the primary last year. Um, well, at the it, time of this recording, Blake hasn't said anything himself. Right. Blake hasn't said anything. This is just stuff that has, has been out Leaked. in the press Leaked in the last by two days. Consultants in so a, yeah. Blake is very well known within the Republican Party in Arizona now in the grassroots. Um, I know a lot. I, I really worked hard for Blake in my district and obviously through, through Turning Point Action. So, you know, it was definitely out of left field for somebody to jump into this race after Mark Lamb has already been announced for a while now. Carrie Lake is obviously signaling that she's going to run. And a three-way primary in Arizona for the Republican nomination. I mean, Tyler and I know very well that the grassroots in Arizona, they they love you or they will hate you if mm -hmm. you if you turn your back on them. And so a three-way primary race is really tough with people who have already have big name ID. Carrie's already won a statewide primary. Blake has already won a statewide primary. Mark Lamb has not, but he's very well known. So I'm interested to see, you know, when Blake comes out officially and says that he's running and why he's running because uh, Carrie Lake's right on his heels. And so well, it kind of takes off the congressional. I mean, because if you run for Congress and you lose or the Senate again, you lose, you really can't run for Congress after that. Well, guys, this is how this show works. I share with you information that I know. And it, if no one swears me to secrecy, then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. So, uh, so I know for a fact that Blake and Carrie spoke to each other yesterday. Mm-hmm. Right. So Blake hasn't talked to, I've been waiting for, you know, Blake Masters phone call. I think Me a too. number of people have um, that are, you know, leaders within the state. You know, Austin mentioned I'm on the RNC and he's a state representative that, uh, by the way, Blake was awesome to Austin and supportive of Austin. Blake was a uh, max donor to me, one of the first ones. And vice, awesome. for, and vice versa yeah. for all, uh, you know, to put that out there. But 
you know, nobody's heard about this, but I do know that, that there was a probably a fairly tense phone call that happened between Carrie and Blake yesterday. And, and part of this is because, uh, you know, again, everybody has come under the assumption. And I want to break down the, the dynamics of this race and we can move on to our next topic here. But the dynamics of every race in America basically comes down to this. There's two candidates. There's only two candidates yeah. that can survive. There's the consolidated anti-Trump candidate. Right. And then there's the consolidated pro-Trump candidate. And that is made easier when, when Trump endorses, right? Mm -hmm. and when Trump endorses that person, then it becomes that person. There's not a lot of wiggle room in between. So either you become the person that consolidates and, and you know, tries to take out the Trump candidate, which, by the way, this last election cycle showed that, like, that never happens. Yeah. It almost, the, the, I can't remember what the winning percentage was, in the, in the, but it was like, there was only like one or two races that, that, that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Trump's endorsements influenced more people than any other endorsement ever, in I think, in the history, history of, of the Republican Party, and, at yeah. least since the Civil yeah. War, right? Yeah. So, th this is, so this is where it's at. So, so Arizona's the same, and Arizona's a, a pretty pro-Trump state. Yeah. So, you know, the, the assumption here is, is that Kerry was only going to run if she had Trump's endorsement. I think if Trump wasn't going to endorse, Kerry's less likely to run. And I know that's been said. I don't, I don't want to put words in the mouth of Trump, but I think that there's likely a really close relationship there. And it'd be odd if that didn't happen. I think that's part of the reason why it's, they've been so transparent about October's the time. October's the time. October's the time. Because I think she's planning on coming out the gate with the Trump support. Mm -hmm. So that leaves the question is if Blake doesn't have Trump's support this time like he did last time and Kerry has it for Senate, then... Where does that leave him, right? Because there's not really room for two guys, I think, yeah. in this race, unless Trump stays out of it. Yeah. Now, if Trump stays out of it and says, I like Blake, I like Kerry, I like them both, I don't know, like, or whatever, didn't I like Mark. Did he He did that in a race before, too, didn't he? Yeah, he, he does. Did, yeah, yeah, I mean, look, had, I mean, in Blake's race, he didn't yeah. endorse until super yeah, late. Because he knew Jim Lehman. People and, were, yeah. like, really campaigning for Jim, and they were really yeah. campaigning for Blake, yeah. and... Yeah, remember Bernovich was like right. pretending like right. early on that he, he was, was like, he, and Bernovich gave him credit with trying to court. Remember voters? they got on yeah. that plane together yeah, and they yeah. were talking. So I mean, so I mean, maybe that's the game plan. Maybe the strategy is like get in the race and tr maybe Trump doesn't endorse and find out. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't talked to Blake. Right. Yeah. I, I haven't talked to Blake. But I again, I ha I find it. I think people would find it incredibly hard to believe that Trump's not going to support Kerry because Kerry's like out literally. She's all over the country stumping for Trump for president. She was she, in Milwaukee. She was in, in Iowa. Iowa. Yeah. She literally stayed in Iowa for like three weeks stumping for Trump. She goes and, and, to and, 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 and look, I love Blake, and I think he's genius. I think he's smart. He's awesome. He's a great conservative. He's right on almost every issue that I've ever talked to him about. Yeah. But I haven't seen him do much since, right? So, and I think I think there's there's honor in that. There's honor in holding your cards close to your chest. Yeah. But when it comes time to like actually flipping the switch. I think you also have to be super organized. And Carrie certainly, this is the thing, is no one's out hustling Carrie right, right. now. Carrie is constantly working. And, you know, there's a lot of people who like to attack Carrie because she's not the governor right now, Isaac, but she works extremely hard. And, no, I mean, she, she wasn't outworked in her primary race last time. I mean, Karen Taylor Robeson had way more money than Carrie Lake, but Carrie was not outworked by any candidate by any means. And she, even after the gubernatorial election this last year, she hasn't stopped. Like I said, she's stumping for Trump everywhere. She does events here in Arizona. She goes to places. She's on media. She's constantly staying out there. And that's really important when it comes to winning a statewide race for Senate, for governor, running for Congress. You have to do those type of things. And, and Blake hasn't done that. I love Blake to death.
But uh, that's what it takes to win in such a, a Republican party that is energized in a place like Arizona. I mean, we know the party here very well. We are always looking for candidates that are out there doing the stuff and staying connected with the grassroots. And so just a hat tip to, to Carrie Lake for that, because this will be a very interesting um, development here in the next couple of days, I want to say. Well, so. and we want to know what you think about this. So if you're listening to this, give us a heads up on what your opinion is of Blake, where you're standing with Carrie, the Carrie Blake, you know, thing. I mean, I've told people this too, and I want to kind of leave us with this and we'll move on to the next topic and, and move on to, to Georgia here. Uh, so I've told people, I don't think it's beneficial at all. So you want to look at the, the greater strategy of how the Republican party should operate. We need to have as few dollars spent in the primary as possible, yep. right? It does not help the movement people to spend tens of millions of dollars in a primary and then, and then get beat by 10,000 votes in a general, right? Yep. All of that money could put us way over the top in Arizona, way over the top in Georgia, way over the top in Wisconsin, right? I mean, think back. Let's look. think back to Wisconsin. Let's use the Tim Michaels example. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was up against who? Uh, the current governor. I can't think of his name. No, um, the, well, I'm talking oh, about the, the primary. primary. Um, the lieutenant governor, Scott, the Scott Walker. Scott lady. Walker, vice uh, lieutenant governor. Yeah. What was her name? Uh, starts with an L, right, Lou? I can't remember her name, but I know she was Scott Walker. Rebecca Cleefish. 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 Yeah. Super fishy, and she was like kind of the establishment, you know, right. chill that like the Walker people were pushing, and Tim Michaels beat her because Tim Michaels had the Trump endorsement. So that's the perfect example of what we're talking about, right? So everybody in the establishment consolidated around her, who was the lieutenant governor, right. by the way, under Walker, who was loved. And then Tim Michaels got the Trump endorsement and she got beat. Yep. And so, uh, anyways, but they spent a ton of money in that primary against each other that they didn't need to spend. Right. Right? Like, if, that, if we didn't have to spend that money, Tim Michaels might be your governor today in Wisconsin. So the same thing is, like, I, I don't love this fact. It's like, dude, if you don't have, like, a clear pathway forward, and this is the John Fetterman doctrine, right? This is what the left has figured out. The John Fetterman doctrine is this. If we know you're going to win or you're likely to win, we're yeah. just we're not going to mess with you in the primary and we're going to just figure out how to, how to how to freaking work with you. John Fetterman was not going to get beat in the primary. Do you think the no. Democrats like John Fetterman? They don't care. <laughs> but they, but that's but do you think they like John Fetterman? Nobody likes John Fetterman. Right. He's a potato. He's a, he's a, he's a moron. No nobody knows nobody likes him. No, nobody's like that's the best most Stellar example of he pulled a gun democracy, on right? Like, no, like <laughs> nobody cared, but they knew he wasn't going to get beat. Yeah, for the for the for the position, right? So they're like, you know what? We're not we're just not even going to try to challenge this. We're going to figure out how to manipulate him when he gets over there. That's what the psychopathic left does. But it helps them win elections because they're not spending tens of millions of dollars trying to take out, you know, the inevitable. Yeah, and so you look at here in Arizona, it's like Carrie Lake. If she gets in the race right now, statistically, I've seen every poll that I've seen, she's the inevitable. Right now, Donald Trump is the inevitable for president. Let's spend our money now building infrastructure. I don't care if you like Donald Trump or not. I don't care if you like Carrie Lake or not. I don't care if you like so-and-so or not. I'm focused on, not on people. I'm taking the, de- like the way, the same strategy the Democrats have figured out is that now we've got to build the infrastructure to make sure that we win. So it's not just that we win those races. That ultimately, they matter, but U.S. Senator doesn't, doesn't even matter that much. How much does the U.S. Senate ever get done? Right. Nothing. 
right? You know what matters? The president and your school board race. You're much more likely to win your school board race if we, if we consolidate all this, that we uplift vote, we get money in, we spend money, we win here. The Democrats exit this state like they did Florida right. or like they did Ohio. Like that's what we have to have happen. How do we get there? So that's what we're going to talk about more and more and more. Uh, let's move on to the next topic here, which is, uh, which is good old Fanny. Good old fat Fanny, the uh, district attorney that had indicted President Trump. I think we've got a clip coming up here soon about it. But um, what's going on in Georgia right now, I think most Americans are aware of what's going on there, um, but not the actual nitty-gritty of what's going on behind the scenes right now. Fannie Willis was a Soros-backed DA that got elected there in Georgia, Fulton County. That's Atlanta, um, predominantly black county. So if you're, in, if you're in Wisconsin, you just have to accept, or I'm sorry, not, I'm, uh, Georgia. And Georgia, and if you're in Georgia and Wisconsin, both, right, you have to accept the fact that Soros has just completely taken over your state. Yeah. So that's, that is the Investing direction that all of his money down the ballot for, for this kind of stuff. They're, they're using every possible thing that they can do in order to uh, in order to win, and so, anyways, l- let's let's jump into the Colton Moore petition real quick, then, and then we'll we'll connect these two things together. To uh, uh, but we have a, a video. Yeah, let's play the clip right now with uh, President Trump that he posted, I believe, yesterday. For putting up with this crap. I love President Trump. So Colton Moore, Senator Colton Moore in Georgia. Um, he's a fellow Freedom Caucus brother with me in the state Freedom Caucus Network. He, he's the vice chair. He's of the, the vice chair of the Freedom Caucus in Georgia. Only certain states have Freedom Caucuses. Arizona and Georgia, the two main swing states that have them. Um, so Colton Moore, younger guy in the Georgia State Senate. He called uh, last week, last Thursday, for the Georgia legislature and Governor Brian Kemp for a special session to investigate and defund Fannie Willis's office for the indictment against Donald Trump. So why is this important? What they're trying to do is use the indictment and the trial date during Super Tuesday of next year. I believe Georgia is a Super Tuesday state. I, I, I will have to look it up. But it's a lot of southern states are all voting on the same day in March of next year during the primary. They're having President Trump trial date right before that. Senator Colton Moore, good guy, he has had the foresight to saying they are going to do something during this indictment to go after President Trump to have election interference. So he called on Governor Kemp. He called on, you know, two thirds of his legislative colleagues, mostly Republicans, to have a special session, getting them signed up, uh, signing a petition to get them to do a special session to investigate them. Brian Kemp just came out and said that there will be no special session to remove 
Fannie Willis as the so, DA there. That's so, a Republican governor, Brian Kemp. So the same thing that's happening right now in, in Georgia has been happening in Arizona for years, which is you've got the establishment. Georgia is like where Arizona was six Absol- years ago. Absolutely. About six years ago. Absolutely. Where you have an establishment um, hack of a governor, right? Coke-backed. And I want to I want to frame things out for everybody. The party operates, I believe, to hold these people accountable. The reason why you have a Republican Party is to do two things: it's to elect people, but then it's to hold them accountable. Right? They're the job that we have in the party. My job as national committeeman, I view it, is to hold our federally elected representatives accountable. So, you know, and your local one, and your local. One, so, you know, your, your yeah. Jeff Flakes don't like me, but yeah. so do your Andy Biggs don't like me. You know why? Because I'm the guy that's supposed to hold them <laughs> accountable. Right. So like Andy Biggs is like me either. The so, butt kicker, not the butt kisser. Right. That, that's what you should be. You should be the butt kicker. And so um, so you have what's happening in Georgia, the same thing where the governor and, and Doug Ducey here in Arizona never once picked up the phone to work with the Republican Party unless he completely controlled the person. So unless it was an all or nothing game, yeah. it was all that. That's what they would play, and this is what Brian Kemp does, right? So Brian, nobody likes him. The state party chair doesn't talk to him. We we talked to him. Josh McCoon, who's the new guy, David Schaefer, who just was indicted, yeah. along with forty other people, were indicted, right? Who for helped all this, Brian Kemp get reelected? Who helped uh, yeah. Brian Kemp get elected to begin the with, with the yeah. first time? Yeah, because remember in when, that tough race with. Uh, the fat lady, yeah, um, when Abrams, she, when she she ran against when he ran against uh, Stacey Abrams the first time we the first time this was years ago Austin was there Austin was um, you know making eyes at Marty Kemp who was Marty Kemp was hitting me up okay? yeah Marty Kemp was flirting <laughs> with Austin who's the who's the first lady of Georgia no he had he no. had legitimately had her no, cell phone I, number yeah, yeah I had to call her to get involved in an event but anyway go on <laughs> uh, but Austin. Uh, Austin was there. Marty Marty Kemp and uh, the governor, you know, who is the number two behind Marty, it looks like, sounds like, they were sucking up hard to conservatives, and then immediately they get in, right? This is the same as Doug Ducey. This is like the Coke establishment yeah. playbook. They get in, and then they ignore you forever. And part of it is, and, and I don't blame conservatives for feeling this way, is that they're in on it, right? They're in on the leftist schemes to manipulate the vote. They make deals. They appoint Democrats to things. You know, Doug Ducey here, you know, pointed his his former running opponent, Fred Duvall. Fred Duvall, back to the Board of Regents. It's like you look at this and you go, what's wrong with these people, right? Why wouldn't you? And this is the question with Fannie, right? Which is like, why won't Governor Kemp? I can understand Governor Kemp may not agree with us on everything, right? But how are you okay with like these rogue indictments? This is the right. same thing I say to people who are DeSantis supporters right now, who are Vivek supporters, yeah. who are Nikki Haley supporters. You cannot stand for the rule of law with this type of element that's out there that's happening to not just Trump, but to all these other people who make up the, the, the broad, uh, you, you said it, activists of the Republican Party in Georgia that make it the broad contingency of the Republican Party in Michigan, that make it right. here in Arizona. You're, you're basically, re- you're not just rejecting Donald Trump because you're competing against them. You're rejecting the entire grassroots. Cooper, Cooper Whitmire, who's one of our, who's our senior field rep in Georgia, he's very active in the Georgia Republican Party, serves on their 
um, his county executive committee and is very involved in the state executive committee. So that's kind of like, you know, just pushing those people to the side, the Cooper Whitmires who do the clipboard and t-shirt or tennis shoes work for the Brian Kemp's to get elected. And you're, you're, what you're saying is that you don't, um, you don't respect the grassroots at yeah. all by basically coming straight out and being like, well, you know, I'm, I'm, we're not going to do any of that. We're not going to talk. We're not going to meet. Like, this is the thing. I, I, I'm following the exact specifications here, but I last I heard, it's not like, it's not like Colton was invited to the governor's office. Right. No, he, he wasn't invited. How, how would, yeah. you, how, how, why, what? You would think if, if you're a smart governor in a swing state during a Trump indictment, wouldn't you want your best, most lethal conservative fighters in the grassroots and in the legislature to come to your office and game plan and be like, this but, is how we've got to attack this, uh, how to win Georgia. But you get people like Brian Kemp who do the Doug Ducey model. They're not in charge. They're not liked by the grassroots. It's my way or the highway. And that's why Georgia is in the situation that it's in now, just how Arizona is, because yeah. the establishment folks rejected the grassroots. And here we are trying to fight for Trump to stay out of jail. But this is this is you're, you're hitting the nail on the head. And this is what I want everybody to hear. The 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 establishment hacks that are in there, just like Paul Ryan, the way they negotiate is from the middle towards the center 100%. left, right? They start their negotiations at the dead middle. And this is the reason why I love President Trump so much, you know, art of the deal, right? Which is like, you should ask for everything. And then that way, worst case scenario, we end up where Paul Ryan starts, right? This is the same we'll way. We'll stomach. We'll stomach that. This is the <laughs> Kemp, Ducey, Paul Ryan model. It's like start in the middle. We don't want to embarrass ourselves. Like we have too much to lose. What do you have to lose, dude? We're losing our country. The left hates you anyway. They're going to take you they out. They hate you anyway. Yeah, so if, why if, does it matter? If They're going to take you out too, bro. Like that's ultimately like what, where's the line? And and for many of them, they don't have a line, right? The line is like whatever, whatever the left wants. And so... Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's horrifying. And you look at this whole situation with Soros. Soros is not going to die when Soros dies, right? Yeah. Because his son's going around courting his, people. His son is now the going to going to last, you know, through at least my lifetime. And you have a scenario now that exists with uh, Soros. You know, they are they are funding all of these people. We know here in here in Arizona, Maricopa County, they've funded all these races from Soros. Fanny is a Soros plant, right? You have in Wisconsin, this is a great transition to Wisconsin. All they were more interested in this Supreme Court race than any other thing in, in the country. Yeah. Why do you think that is? They're playing to win. They, they're, they, they're playing to win. They, they know the long game effect here. Like, why would you invest so much money into the attorneys that are the district attorneys, the county attorneys that represent some of these key places? There's only 19 counties in the country that you have to win in order to win the presidency. And the left plus Soros have dumped all their time treasure into those places because they know in Georgia that Donald Trump can't win that state if he's indicted in that state or if he has been taken off the ballot in that state. Well, it's not genius work here to figure out what matters and what doesn't, right? Arizona, Georgia, Wisconsin matter, right? If you're on the left, if you try to screw with any of that, they're like, get out of here. This is why they don't mess around. This is why they're not messing around with John Fetterman in Pennsylvania. Because we're not risking losing Pennsylvania, okay? That's what they're telling everybody. This thing is so cooked. This thing is so protected. We're investing literally $100 million in just for ballot chasers. 
that's what they're doing on their side, right? They're investing $100 million in ballot chasers. You're not going to, like, mess around here, okay? And, 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 oh, by the way, all we have to do is win a Supreme Court race. Yeah, and all of a sudden, the court. And, and, and all of a sudden, we get the court. And so I don't know if you saw this last story. Most people aren't even talking about this. But the Wisconsin Supreme Court Chief Justice, who is conservative, part of the conservative core that was there prior to this last mm-hmm. loss, uh, and so she is the 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 supreme. The Chief she's Justice. warning. She's yeah. been very vocal. She came out and wrote a statement that the new liberal majority that's emboldened by this new justice, Janet, um, is trying to stage a coup. So I don't know if you've seen this. I don't know if we can put up on the screen the uh, the article that's an AP. I mean, this is all this is public, but nobody's talking about yeah. it. Uh, not enough people are talking about. It. Uh, the liberal justice is in the first week after Janet uh, took uh, took power here. In the first week, so she just came out with this, they exited uh, the state court director, which is uh, the person that I understand it oversees. And, and this is, I haven't talked to our, our good friend, former Supreme Court Justice Gableman, who's incredible. But my understanding is this is the person that helps uh, set the agenda, manage the staff, operates. And so this is this is like the, the, the equivalent of coming in and firing the city manager yeah. or firing the chief of staff mm-hmm. you know, for the White House or whatever. Like this is this is the person that they're, runs clean, they're trying to clean house right now and, and put people in there that are mark leftist Marxist into the court system. And, and, and so what the chief justice is and her name, uh, uh, the, the Supreme Court chief justice, her name is Ziegler and that Ziegler is saying um, that she sent this straight to the Associated Press, by the way. Uh, she said that uh, their, their order, this is important because historically the chief justice has been, that works in tandem with this person to make sure that the will of the courts and the will of the chief justice is, is correctly communicated and done and, and making sure that they're working to their supervise. It sounds like from the quotes that she get, gave that the new person that the liberals put into place, the progressives put into place, her name's Audrey Squiryarsky. Square, uh, um, she, she isn't even communicating with the chief justice. Yeah, And the chief justice thinks what she's doing is illegal because they're supposed to coordinate with the chief, the chief justice because the chief justice is saying she's not going to condone this lawlessness um, of the Constitution, the judiciary, and the court because this is what happens in, when, you, when you give the left an inch like this. They will take the mile. They go in like that's the difference between them and the conservatives, or not conservatives, but establishment Republicans. When they win, they don't follow through on their promises what they can do. You yeah. let the left win, they are going to do it, and they're doing yeah. it. They said they would do it in Wisconsin, yeah. and now they're doing it. Yeah, so, so this was the quote from Ziegler. If you didn't see this, quote, this is from a Supreme Court justice, by the way. Do you ever hear from a Supreme Court justice? Do you ever hear anything? This, this went out in AP. You are, quote, you are making a message of the judiciary, the court and the institution for years to come. Ziegler wrote to her fellow justices. This must stop. I have no confidence in the recent hostile takeover and the chaotic effect it has on the court, staff, and overall stable functioning of the courts. This is scary. I mean, I think of Batman. Yeah. Think about like that. Uh, I always think of uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman, mm-hmm. when it's like the the courts are all crazy and things are happening in Gotham. Like 
Wisconsin is going to can become Gotham very quickly. Absolutely. Milwaukee we got Gotham really quickly because the courts are so screwed up because the libs have taken over and they're intentionally trying to destroy the institution, yeah, the judiciary. Because they this is the bigger picture of what the left is doing here is is eradicate, reshape the courts, got, like get rid of everything that we've known for 250 years in this 40 years about how the judiciary is supposed to work. Guys, and this isn't a school board. Yeah, it, it would be bad if a school board was being disrupted. This isn't a city. It would be bad if a city was being disrupted and destroyed like that we're seeing like in mm-hmm. in certain places like in in Chicago and New York and LA. This is this is straight up. This is straight up the judiciary for one of the most important states, if not the most important state in the country right now. So when it comes to the que- the question of what do you think is going to happen next year when they're counting votes, mm-hmm. right? What do you think is going to happen? When we have to challenge something. When we're challenging anything, when we're trying to stop them from trying to take a mile when you give, you've given them an inch. We're, we're scr- I mean, basically what, what uh, Chief Justice Ziegler is saying is we're screwed. I don't know what, I mean, the Republicans control the legislature in Wisconsin. If, if I'm a member of the Wisconsin legislature right now, I'm, I'm screaming at the top of my, the building. I'm telling the speaker, like, we got to have a special session now. We've got to rein this kind of stuff in. Because if you don't, like, we're going to come back in six months and this situation could be worse because um, they have given the, the left an inch on the Supreme Court. And thank God for, for this chief justice who's had the stones to come out and say, this is wrong. That never happens. No. She's this like, this happens. is wrong. I mean, I mean, I mean, guys, we barely lost the, the election for governor in Wisconsin. Barely. They have right now they control the legislature. So the same thing's happening. So this is like the question that everybody asks. And I, I, I there's so many idiots on Twitter. I mean, there's so many idiots on X. Um, a lot of people, especially right now, it's been so annoying seeing some of these uh, people who say they support DeSantis. I know they're not real big DeSantis supporters. There's a lot of never Trumpers and things like that. You're a big fan of DeSantis. Name one of his albums. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, so a lot of people that have been on there have been like, a lot of people cannot wrap their minds around how do Republicans win like the House, right? Win the legislature, win um, school board races, win county local, supervisors, local whatever, races, yeah. right? Yeah. But we lost we lost the presidency, or we lose the the governorship, and the same or the Senate race, right? And the same thing is happening in Georgia. Wisconsin and Arizona because 10 times more money is being spent here than was spent before. Meanwhile, the Republican apparatus, which I call the national Republican apparatus, the, the, the the national guys, the Mitch McConnell's of the world who can't talk, uh, you know, they aren't spent, they're spending less money here. It's insane. But this entire, when people can't figure this out, I say, guys, this is really simple. They are targeting races. They are, they do not care about all these other down ballot races. They do not. They, they, they would if they could, yeah. right? But think about it. Anyone that's ever had a sales job, if, if there's anybody, I, you know, I, I, I'm Mormon. I come from Mormon community. They're known for door knocking. Like they call them bug boy sales mm-hmm. or alarm company sales. A lot of those people who knock on the door, usually they're Mormon because they served a Mormon mission. So they learned how to knock doors. And so that, that's, that's how they build their business. That's, a lot of these companies are out of Utah. When you sell something, you know, and I think of uh, like the what's his face from Napoleon Dynamite, Uncle Rico, when he's yeah. sell, selling the Tupperware. The Tupperware. And he's, he's sitting like, down. I want that. And he's <laughs> like, I want that. You're never going to sell the 50 piece Tupperware set, right? Yeah. You start by selling one or two pieces of what's Tupperware. Attractive? What's attractive? What's the hottest thing? What's easiest to sell? And, um, you know, 
that's what they're doing at the door. So when Democrats go knock on the door of people and they say, they knock on the door and say, hi. And they're like, hey, your friend Austin sent me over and said that you needed help voting. I never vote. Oh, no worries. I, but, but Austin mentioned that you really care about X issue, you know, yeah. abortion, yeah. right? And it's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't want to see abortion rights taken away. This is, uh, this is the left, by the way, people, right? So what they'll do is they'll be like, oh, can you just mark the first three ballot items? You don't have to do the whole thing. You don't have to do all these judges. You don't have to do all these other races. But just the top few races. The yeah. governor's race, the Senate race, just mark those and we'll walk you to your mailbox and you're done. Oh, it's that easy? I thought I had to do the whole thing. No, you don't have to do the whole thing. This is the reason why, if you look at the data, if you actually break mm -hmm. down the data the way that we have, you can see in these key target precincts, there's undervote. Mm -hmm. So you're seeing these Republicans down ballot win while it's really close, you know, or they're, they're these top of ballot happened, and losing. in my district with Kerry Lake, where we were like just a couple votes apart in a precinct. There's no way. There's no way that should happen, but that's because the left went and they ballot. They are messaging yeah. to, to ballot. They are showing up at doors to ballot chase, right? And so they're spreading, you know, a couple of votes here and there all over the state, but then they're targeting these specific uh, precincts and they're getting 100 plus votes that are, that's a, that's a differential. And it's because they're showing up. It's because they're putting full-time bodies out there to do it. And so that's what we're that's what we're preaching. That's what we're talking about, right? You look at Wisconsin. Look at the devastating effect that has happened in Wisconsin, yeah. right? They they've gone all in, and we have it. They they do you know why they want to take over the judiciary so bad? Because they can't because they, they're not being able to get their radicalism through the legislature. They haven't they been able to. They yeah. can't do it because they know that it's unconstitutional. You take over the court, you can change it. They, they have not <laughs> been, been successful. Wisconsin's a tough nut to to crack. Yeah. And they have not been able to hijack the elections completely in Wisconsin via the legislature, via the counties. It's Wisconsin's different from Arizona, Georgia, in that Arizona has Maricopa County, Georgia has Fulton County. So all the all the left has to do is go in, take over Maricopa County, right? And pay off a bunch of idiots like, you know, mm -hmm. that are that are down there. Go into Fulton County, you know, get a get a fanny in, get a couple others in. They they have 18 different ways that they can go through the county. Because those, those, once you dominate Atlanta, once you dominate Phoenix, you now dominate the whole state. Right. Wisconsin, you can't do that. Wisconsin is a much more rural state, mm -hmm. and, it's, and, and Milwaukee doesn't have the same type of impact like that Phoenix, right. Phoenix or right. Atlanta has. So it's all over, this, all over the state. So they've, they've been really uh, frustrated, right? Because they want to take over and hijack the elections like they did in Michigan. So Michigan, they were able to control the legislature and change the laws mm -hmm. there, right? And so because of that, they were able to manipulate. They want to do to Wisconsin what they did to Michigan. If they're able to do to Wisconsin what they did to Michigan, you're never going to get Wisconsin back. Yeah. Arizona and Atlanta are a little bit different, right? Which is they can control if they can control the county, then they can control the state. If they can control Fulton County, they can control the state. If they control Maricopa County, then they control the state. So our battle in Wisconsin is different from Atlanta and Phoenix, right? The battle in Wisconsin is protect the legislature, which we can do, but really giving up. That's why it's like, it's like such bad news that the RNC, the Republican apparatus, allowed us to lose a Supreme Court race because now we're seeing in real time the having Chief Justice fight, is yeah, telling us. Having to fight for the court now. Well, I, because again, now again. they're going to try to go in yes. and hijack this entire thing through the courts. They're going to try to hijack the entire—they're going to try to that's push— been the, That's been the left's 
ball game since like I mean the United States Supreme Court and Wisconsin is just a precursor for that. So, so now they have the governor. They're gonna try to push you know edicts through that yeah. the Supreme Court's gonna say that's cool. And that's bad. That is extraordinarily bad. And then if they can take back the legislature there, they can take the legislature here in Arizona, then it's like, guys, I'm telling you, if you look at the map, if you pull up the 270 to win map, I t- you should do this every day. You should tell everyone you know to do this every day. You look at the map, it is very hard to win the presidency without Arizona, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Very, very hard. Almost impossible. Almost impossible. So... For us, like we are, we got to be obsessed about this. We got to be obsessed about what's going on in these places. So, oh. well, thanks for joining us, guys, for the first episode of Swing State Update. Again, I'm Austin Smith, your co-host with the great Tyler Boyer. Every single Friday, be back here. We're going to continue talking these swing states, all the information, the news that you need every single week to be a successful grassroots activist, to be fully aware of what's going on. And Austin, moving forward, where we're going to be doing, we're going to be a lot of doing a lot of Q&A. We're going to be doing a lot where we work together with the grassroots, bringing the grassroots in. We're going to be bringing our staff in. We're going to be talking to Charlie. We're going to be talking to so many other people that are going to be on this podcast. But what we need you to do is like, subscribe, uh, share the, these, these episodes, share with your family and friends. But subscribe and download uh, for automatic download these episodes every week. And we'll have ha- be happy to have you join us here on Swing State Update. We're going to win, guys. We're going to win. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next week. God bless.